Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and hope everyone has been well. I took a, well, I guess I took another bye week. Um, this past week was a little bit busy on my end. Uh, I actually had the chance to see T-Up uh, last weekend. Uh, he was actually in the Bay Area, so uh, good times. T-Up is not on the pod for today, but that's okay. He was in town. I think that uh, it was for his dad's birthday, so... He actually got some tickets to the Warriors-Bulls game at Chase Center and uh, had the chance to uh, link up with him. And um, yeah, good times, good times, good times. So didn't do a pod last week, but here we are as we go into week 11 of the NFC West in the NFL. And what a difference a week makes. So, you know, obviously there was no pod last week, but if I had done a pod last week, you know, personally with a lot of my... Uh, particular interest in the Niners um, you know that was the previous week was when they got manhandled by Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals they got manhandled and uh, that was a very different tune if I had done a pod last week but what a difference a week makes because right now we're going into week 11 and things are really interesting in the NFC West Let's look at the standings right now. So you have the Cardinals. They're eight and two. Um, they they're eight and two now because for week ten they got trampled by the Panthers, and this was the Panthers team that had Cam Newton. He had two touchdowns, a red zone target, his first game back as a Panther, and it's, it's just it's just crazy. It's any game again Sunday because the previous game before against the Niners, Colt McCoy looked like the second coming of. I don't know, Russell Wilson, uh, and trampled the Niners. But then this week, this past week against the Panthers, uh, they couldn't They couldn't do much. They, they lost, like, what, 34 to 10? And now the Cardinals, they're still in the driver's seat at 8-2 and two because the Rams and Niners played on Monday night. And going back to how, how impactful a game makes, the Niners were on a three-game losing streak in which they actually hadn't won a home game at San Francisco for over a year. If they had not won on Monday nights, it would have been win at home because this week, week 11, they're playing at Jacksonville. But going back to it, they got the win. The Rams, they fall to 7-3. and three. And this is a bit of a concerning slide for the Rams because... The Rams, previous week on Sunday Night Football, they lost to the Titans, and now they lost to the Niners on Monday Night Football. They lost to the Niners 31-10, to and it was really a no contest. They, uh, I mean, shout-out to Jimmy Ward with the Niners, but the first quarter, they forced two turnovers, which resulted in 14 points. And the Niners ran 44 times against the Rams. Uh, this was a Rams team. Didn't talk as much about it, but shoot with the acquisitions of Vaughn Miller, a pass rusher, Odell Beckham Jr., a wide receiver. Like This was supposed to be their show-out game on the national spotlight with their new toys, but it was the Niners that took the show. Odell Beckham, he had about a handful of snaps. I think he had like three catches for, for 30 yards of that. But it was the Niners that made a statement on the national scene, beat the Rams, and Kyle... Shanahan is now 5-0, and the last five matchups against Sean McVay and the Rams. So, Rams fall 7-3. and They're on a two-game losing streak themselves. The Rams are on a bye week as we head into Week 11. But 
they are playing the Packers off the bye week for week 12. So if the Rams, having a loss to the Titans, losing to the Niners, if they lose to the Packers, they'll be in a bit of a predicament themselves. The Niners were on a three-game losing streak, and if they were to lose to the Packers, they would be on a three-game losing streak. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. So you have the Niners now at four and five, third place. And this makes things really interesting for them because for this year, for the 2021 season, there are not one, not two, but there are three wildcard teams in both conferences, both the AFC and the NFC. And so that third wildcard spot If you look right now, if you were to look right now of who would make that third seed, it would be the Panthers. And the Panthers, obviously, uh, they beat the Cardinals, but it's not like they've been all that impressive. So the Cardinals, I'm sorry, not the Cardinals, the Panthers are 5-5 right now with that third wildcard spot. But right below that line, plenty of football to be made. The Vikings are 4-5. The Niners are 4-5. The Eagles are 4-6. The Falcons are 4-6. So right now, the Vikings and the Niners can easily compete with the Panthers for that third spot. So if the Niners were to continue to build upon that win against the Rams, I mean, we'll talk about it more, but it's it's just amazing how any given Sunday any given week, how impactful um, that sort of win on Monday Night Football can do to get this team around. So now a lot of Niner fans, they were pretty much kind of punting this season already and getting ready for treat Lance. But now uh, Jimmy G has come along and he's played, played three strong games. The Niners, they just beat the Rams. And so let's see what happens. Let's see what happens uh, for the second half of the season. Last but not least, um, you know, the Niners have a lot more optimism right now coming off that Monday night football victory. But let's look at the Seahawks because the Seahawks, they had a lot of optimism going into this game as well. Sure, going to this game, they were three and five and they had um, some difficulty the last three games with no Russell Wilson. But I was excited. A lot of people were excited. Obviously, the, the, the 12s were excited to have Russell Wilson back coming off of IR, coming off his hand injury. And, you know, they played the Packers. And historically speaking, Russell Wilson does not play well, does not match up well against the Packers. And that's essentially what happened. Uh, what I didn't see coming, though, was Seattle at Green Bay. Packers 17, Seahawks, zip. Yeah, the Seahawks got shut out. Uh, I didn't, I did not see that coming. I, I thought it was going to be a, well, I just, zero points for, for the Seahawks. Are you kidding me? Uh, Russell Wilson coming off the injury. You can make a case. I mean, Russell Wilson said he felt fine, but shaking off the rust. Uh, was it too early to put him back in off his hand injury? I don't know, but he I'll tell you this. He had two red zone interceptions that really hurt them. One to Tyler Lock, Lockett. Uh, I think, uh, what was the other one? wasn't sure about the other one, but two boneheaded interceptions in the red zone. And uh, it's just a different outlook, Niners versus the Seahawks. And the reason why is, I mean, just uh, Russell Wilson was supposed to save the day. 
this defense actually almost saved the day. They only allowed 17 points to the Packers. They did a tremendous job defending Aaron Rodgers and, the, and this passing game. Aaron Jones, their running back, actually left the game, and he's going to be out the next couple weeks. But, um, you know, yeah, it, it's just a tough game. Um, they couldn't – their pass rush, uh, once again, was – it's pretty silent for the most part, and I mean the the stats speak for themselves. Uh, zero points, zero points. Whether you had DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, they just announced that they're starting running back Chris Carson uh, had season-ending surgery on his neck, and so they're going to rely on Alex Collins and Travis Homer moving forward. So the Seahawks are now three and six. So okay, yeah, I mean that's where we're at for the NFC West. Cardinals eight and two, Rams seven and three, Niners four and five, Seahawks three and six. Um, you know, as of right now, um, the Cardinals are sitting pretty. The Rams, in terms of their stock, there is some concern. The Niners, they could—I mean, they could go up, they can go down. They're kind of in this midpoint where, uh, just depending on where they where they go at the next couple of games, they could be back in playoff contention or. If they blow it up again, then you're looking at the Trey Lance era. And then for the Seahawks, I mean, yeah, it's, um, it's not the fact that they lost. It's just the way they lost, going scoreless, uh, seeing those two turnovers by Russell Wilson. Uh, it kind of alludes to not just Russell Wilson being able to save the day, but there's a lot of issues with this team. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. So let's go ahead and go to Week 11. I talked about Week 10. Thankfully for... Uh, for, for my sake, there are two matchups in the NFC West for Week 11 because you have the Rams on a bye, and it's a very important bye for them, having lost two games back-to-back to the Titans and Niners. Uh, they need to get their shit together. They need to get their defense together. They need to get their offense humming along again because Robert Woods tore his ACL the previous Friday, and so you have Cooper Cup, you have Elda Beckham Jr., and they need to find a way to get this run game back. Um Duro, Henderson, Sony Michelle. I mean, they were non-existent. They, they hardly ran the ball against the Niners. And given it's hard when you're down 14-0 in the first quarter, but um, they need to f- they need some fine-tuning because off this bye week, like I mentioned before, they're playing the Green Bay Packers and they need to get their shit together ASAP. So let's go ahead and look at the games ahead for Week 11. Niners... Potential trap game, you could say. It is a East Coast game. Uh, Jacksonville, t- 10 a.m. against the Jaguars, and they are favored by six and a half points. So Niners minus six and a half, over under 45. So a lower scoring game, presumably. Uh, kind of like that Chicago Bears Niners sort of feel, where um, it could be a bumpy game, but at the same time too, depends on how you view the Niners because. The Niners on paper, and I say on paper because the Niners have the talent, but through their first four games, they not so much. Um, yeah, this first half of the season, it was a complete dismal performance by the Niners, but did they finally turn the page? Did they finally find the winning formula to win football games? Um, because if so, I mean, coming off that Rams victory, they have the Jaguars, they had the Vikings. Uh, they got they got some easier opponents. They have the Texans later on. Like they can really have a second half push and make themselves as playoff contenders, or they um, 
or they just do what they've been doing all first half, meaning assuming that their talents will trump anything and just show up to the game and and lose, then, yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, I think that the Niners and their mentality, their leadership, their coaching realize that, hey, they can't take any opponent so lightly. Um, but we shall see. Four and five right now. They're playing the Jaguars, who are not that good. But mind you, this is a Jaguars team that beat the Bills nine to six. And a cause for concern for the Niners is, you know, obviously the Niners have a very strong run game. But word on the street is their rookie starting running back Elijah Mitchell, who's been a absolute stud as the outside zone runner off the tosses. Uh, that speed, that agility. Well, uh, turns out from the Rams game, he actually broke one of his fingers. And so they put, I think they put a pin. They did a little surgery on his hand. And they didn't mention which finger. They didn't mention which hand, which is probably smart against opponent scouting. Uh, if, if I were to know which hand, I would probably poke at it for a fumble. But I think that he is doubtful to play this game. Uh, they were optimistic early in the week, but I don't think he's going to play. So that turns the table to Jeff Wilson and presumably Trey Sermon because if they're playing to run, this is a running team and this is a Kyle Shanahan team. They're going to try to run it, what, 30, 35 times? You would think so. Uh, you're not going to give Jeff Wilson, who's who just came off IR, you're not going to give him 30 carries. And so you're going to have to rely on, on another running back. Is it Trey Sermon? Because Trey Sermon's been in the, the doghouse like the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to be intrigued to see how that goes. Uh, Jamichael Hasty is out. And one point of concern, though, is I know that the Jaguars are the Jaguars. They're not a good team per se. But, you know, the Niners had a lot of success last week attacking the Rams front seven because their linebackers are weak. They did a lot of stretch plays. They did a lot of tosses to challenge the linebackers to make a play. And... You know, Troy Reader and uh, the rest of their linebackers aren't that good for, for that matter. But the difference between the Rams and the Jaguars is, you know, I know the Rams are a better team on paper, but the Jaguars with Miles Jack, um, they have a much better linebackers corpse uh, that can actually play to the Niners' strengths on these outside runs. And so they can contain, I don't know, Jeff Wilson or Trey Sermon. I mean, that's something to keep in mind. Um Another thing to keep in mind, too, is just this whole away factor. You know, uh, the Niners, they play, they play, you know, they've been playing pretty well offensively um, the last couple games, but now they have a, a tough East Coast game. Uh, is this a trap game? Jimmy Garoppolo, the last couple of weeks he's posted, I, I can't believe it, but he's been over 100 the last three starts on quarterback rating. Can they keep it up? Uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, I feel that um, things are coming along finally because their offensive skill position players are healthy, but it just makes you wonder. Um, they just have to play the sort of brand football that they're they're meant to play. They can't turn the ball over. If you compare the Cardinals game where they, they had two red zone turnovers and you saw the Rams where they beat the Rams off of two turnovers, it could be as simple as that. Can they win the turnover battle can they force turnovers can they secure the ball and if that all comes to play then yeah i do feel pretty good about this niners team so now conversely on the other side you have trevor lawrence the rookie out of clemson 
But, you know, they, they've been pretty battered up themselves. There's no DZ Shark anymore. You have Levenshaw. You have Askew, who's been like a former wide receiver ready back. He's got a little bit of wiggle. Um, James Robinson should play. He's questionable. If not, they have former Niner from Ohio State and Carlos Hyde. But, you know, that doesn't... I mean, this Niners team, this Niners defense should be able to take care of them. But I don't know. They got their asses handed against the Cardinals on the JB squad a couple weeks ago. I was expecting the Niners to dominate that game, and they didn't. So just going back to what I've been saying earlier in the spot is just consistency and seeing which Niners team shows up on Sunday. So having said that, uh, I mean, I feel good about this Niners team. Six and a half points, you might say it's a lot on the road. Uh, But presumably if you view the Jaguars in the same light as the Lions, then yeah, I mean... Their management's where they are currently at in regards to their franchise building is I mean they make the they make the Niners look like the Patriots right now in terms of building a formidable team. Trevor Lawrence, he shows a lot of promise. He's athletic. He can make all the throws, but I think just his surrounding team um, is not there. This offensive line is not there. The skill position players are not there. Um, so I do feel good about this Niners team. I think it's a matter of the Niners executing what they need to do, their agenda. They got to come into Sunday with a business mindset, get it done and get out, get the hell out of there and come away with the win and go 500. Um, I'd say the biggest matchup would be the linebackers against the Niners running backs just to see how... How effective this Niners offensive line can dictate the trenches because, like I mentioned before, the Rams have horrible linebackers. The Jaguars, that is a strength for them. Um, going back and forth, you know, Miles Jack, Telvin Smith, like they, they have some good linebackers. They also have a pretty good pass rusher in Josh Allen. Not the Josh Allen from the Bills, but top five pick. Uh, he's on the same draft class as Nick Bosa. Is Nick Bosa better? Yeah, but this Josh Allen kid... I think he was like fourth, fifth overall. He's he's pretty good himself. Uh, a big concern for them is, for those that forgot, Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle, is out for the season. I think it's a torn bicep. Uh, Jalen Moore left the game last week. He should be able to play this week. But if not, they also have their backup in Tom Compton. And you don't want Tom Compton as your right tackle. You just, yeah, you just don't. Uh, so, Going back, let's circle back with this. Okay, so you have the Niners, 6.5, over under 45. Go ahead and give me the Niners. Uh, Niners, 27. Jaguars, 17. So, yeah, it's not a glamorous game. It's a road game. I think they're going to try to, well, maybe be a little bit more conservative, try to limit uh, turnovers, like I mentioned. I think they're going to try to run the rock and... Maybe they'll do as many outside runs, but they don't necessarily have the personnel for it anyways. They might just run more inside zone with Sermon, with Wilson, and see how the inside goes. Because, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's something that I, I would definitely try to challenge. That and, you know, going back to, like, the Jaguars secondary, um, pretty raw. Maybe this is finally, like, the game that Brandon Ayuk breaks out. He's been playing well the last couple games, but he's been pretty quiet on the stat sheet. He's been a good blocker. It'd be nice to see him take advantage, you know, do his thing. 
Okay, so after that, it makes my life easier. The Rams are on a bye, so I don't have to talk about the Rams. And you have the NFC matchup of the week in the Cardinals at Seattle. 125 Pacific Standard Time game. It's a divisional game. Oof, spicy. And interestingly enough, right now, I think Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. So this line might change significantly if they announce that he will be active. As of right now, he's questionable. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, he's missed the last he's missed the last two games. Um, Colt McCoy started the last two games. He beat, he beat the Niners, then they lost to the Panthers last week. So this will be game number three under Colt McCoy, presumably. So you have the Cardinals favored on the road to the Seahawks, one and a half. The Cardinals are one and a half point favorites against the Seahawks at Seattle, over under 47. This is a game with Russell Wilson back. Um, I do wonder what the line would be if you knew for sure that Kyler Murray was in. Would it go Cardinals three? Would it go more than that? I mean, on the road? I don't know. Hmm. So a couple of things to note about this Cardinals-Seahawks game. DeAndre Hopkins has already been ruled out. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. Kyler Murray, as I mentioned before, is a game-time decision. A.J. Green just came off the COVID list, and so he will be playing on Sunday. Uh, on the other side for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson obviously back, presumably healthy or at least healthy enough. But Dwayne Brown, their tackle, is I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know if they're back up to Dwayne Brown to Marco Jones. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, those are the top injuries and in, that I can think of about this game. Outside of that, I think you're going to see the same squad. Um, yeah, yeah. So both these teams are coming off some bad losses. Uh, Cardinals got their asses handed to the Panthers. The Seahawks got shut out to the Packers. The hardest thing about these NFC matchups, especially a divisional one, this can go either way. It can be, I mean, I'm actually quite surprised that the over-under for this game is 47 because the Cardinals and Seahawks were pretty bad offensively last week. But, you know, it's a divisional game. I could also see Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things and get a swagger back. He could throw for like five touchdowns, two to Tyler Lockett, three to DK Metcalf. I don't know, right? Um, I could see that happening, but at the same time, too, I can see this Cardinals team, especially their front seven with Chandler Jones back at it, Marcus Golden having a resurgent year. I could see the Cardinals front seven bullying the Seahawks offensive line and really making, um, you know, Kyler Murray be damned, making their identity, uh, rushing the passer and giving Russell Wilson a, a lot of trouble. I know that the Seahawks have been on record saying that they want to run the ball more. Uh, you could see this being a low-scoring game, like maybe a 13-10 sort of game if both teams are black and blue and it's it's just a tough physical game, especially if they're going to try to limit Colt McCoy and, and run the ball more with James Conner. Uh, that, that's something to consider. Uh, but it can go either way. I, mean, I can see this being a high-scoring game. I can see this being a low-scoring game. I mean, it's the NFC West. Um, but I think it's really going to be contingent upon who is going to be under center for the Cardinals, whether it's Kyler Murray or uh, Cole McCoy. I don't know. But it's just interesting right now to have the Cardinals favored by one and a half. Uh, gut check. Um, 
I think it's going to go back to quarterback play. So I'll just I'll just sum it up. If the Car uh, if the Kyler if the Cardinals have Kyler Murray, I'd feel pretty confident that they can get it done on the road against the Seahawks. But as of right now, I, I think the Seahawks, especially being three and six right now and kind of spiraling, um, I think Russell Wilson out of pride being at home with his second game back, uh, he gets things back on track. And while this Cardinals front seven is, is pretty scary, I'm not too concerned about their uh, their cornerbacks. Uh, Byron Murphy, uh, yeah, he's cool. Uh, but outside of that, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think the Seahawks should be able to take advantage with their receivers. And I think that their run game is good enough to keep it interesting. So go ahead and give me the Seahawks upsetting the Cardinals. Uh, let's go with um, like 24-13. Um, yeah, 24-13, 24-16, maybe. Uh, this is under the assumption that Colt McCoy is the quarterback and not Kyler Murray. So give me 24 Seahawks, Cardinals, 16. Okay, so yeah, that's where we're at for the NFC West, week 11. Appreciate your guys' time. Let me know what you think. I mean, this is it's just interesting week to week about the highs and lows within the division, about how... People really just, um, just as fans, you know, Niner fans were, I mean, I had to talk a couple friends off the ledge, uh, presumably, based off that loss off the Cardinals. And now it seems like the Seahawks, they're, they're off for Pete Carroll's head right now, losing, getting shut out to the Packers. Uh, now there's a lot of doubt for the Rams losing two straight, one to the Titans, another to the Niners, especially... <laughs> Especially how the Niners have beaten the Rams the last five times. I mean, that's that's got to be a, a thorn in their. Um, I mean, it just it just sucks to lose five times in a row to, to the same team. Uh, and now you have the Cardinals. I mean, with Kyler Murray, they're a different team, but they're dealing with with Kyler Murray injuries along with DeAndre Hopkins. They're eight and two. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see if they really do start Kyler Murray because I also know that after this week. They entered their own bye week, so do you just punt this week again with Colt McCoy and have those extra weeks to get Kyler Murray healthy off the bye week? That might be the better play long term. They are in two right now, and all the other teams, whether it's the Rams, the Niners, the Seahawks, is, uh, they're depending on how you look at it. Uh, you could say that the Cardinals have a little bit of wiggle room right now. Anywho, once again, appreciate you guys hopping on the pod to check me out. Uh, find me on Instagram at Just the West, Twitter at Just the West, and of course the blog, which needs a lot of work still, but it's there. It's uh, www.justthewest.com, and wherever you may check out the pod, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes. Once again, holla at your boy Just the West. We out here. Peace.